We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Separatists were one of the largest military forces to ever challenge the Republic. At their height, Count Dooku's anti-Republic alliance controlled a swath of the Outer Rim, big enough to rival the Huts. But after Emperor Palpatine ordered Vader to execute the remaining Trade Federation leaders during a secret mission to Mustafar, you might have assumed that was the end for the Separatists and their droids. But you would be wrong. Even though Vader lopped the heads off of most of the CIS's leadership, and CIS stands for Confederacy of Independent Systems, the spirit of rebellion lived on throughout the galaxy. There was no shortage of fighters who still remained loyal to the ideals that Count Dooku first brought into play. And in the aftermath of Order 66, when Palpatine reorganized the Republic into the First Galactic Empire, something strange happened. The remaining Separatists found that they had a new ally in their fight, Republic Loyalists, the very same people that the Separatists had spent three years fighting. Even though neither side had changed their goals, the Separatists wanted to be free from a corrupt central government government, and the Republic loyalists wanted to preserve the Republic. They found that the Empire was their common enemy. So how did those early Separatists become the backbone of the Rebellion? That's the story we'll tell today. Rebelling against the Empire Immediately after the massacre of CIS leadership on Mustafar, the Empire moved its forces into former Separatist worlds, planets whose only defense were battle droids and their droid starfighters were most vulnerable. But even those defended by sentient soldiers weren't eager to stand up against Palpatine's new regime. Still, some resisted. Taking their small forces to the Outer Rim, a handful of Separatist holdouts continued to fight against the Republic's new government, the Empire. With fewer ships in the Outer Rim, these Separatists knew that they could recuperate in the safety of the distant worlds that made up the Western Reaches. But there were many Separatists who continued to live on in limbo. On some low-priority worlds, the Empire didn't bother to send its newest Imperial Star Destroyers to demonstrate their power over the local populace. With war on the aquatic world of Moncala, and unrest within the mid-rim, Palpatine ordered his admirals to turn their attention to more important planets. But after a while, Moff Tarkin found his way to former Separatist worlds to exact revenge. By his estimation, even if former Separatists had pledged their allegiance to the Empire, they were still dangerous. It would only be a matter of time before they felt the same urge to rebel against Palpatine's Empire, as they did half a decade prior when they fought against the Republic. But Tarkin wasn't as forgiving as the Jedi Generals and their clone troopers. In order to prevent future generations of Separatists from rising up, Tarkin targeted former Separatist worlds and mercilessly arrested, tortured, and even massacred many of their citizens. One of these campaigns became known as the Antar Atrocity, and the brutal treatment of the sentience of that world actually inspired one of the earliest rebel leaders, Birch Teller. Sometime after 18 BBY, Palpatine ordered his Imperial Navy into the Western Reaches to target the Separatists' holdouts who had fled to the Outer Rim following the fall of the Republic. But the surviving Separatists wouldn't go down without a fight. Throughout the three years that followed, Tarkin and the 
Imperials used the same cruelty they had displayed on Antar IV on the small primitive bases that the former CIS had taken up. But without a proper military or civilian population to attack, Tarkin found his victories were always hollow. After claiming victory in the region, Tarkin turned his attention back to mid-rim campaigns, but it only took a short while for the hiding Separatists to rebuild. Joining the Alliance Although the Separatists' holdouts weren't known as rebels at the time, you can see that they presented the same exact threat to Palpatine's new empire. But, to be honest, the relationship between rebels and former Separatists didn't develop as smoothly as you might have guessed. When it came to the rebellion, there were two types of members. Some, like Senator Bail Organa, were adamantly anti-Palpatine for a simple reason. He destroyed the Republic. Those few politicians who dared to resist the Empire gathered soldiers to their cause and targeted Imperial forces how they could. But others, like Luke, discovered the rebellion in a different way. Palpatine and his trusted commanders believed the best way to maintain power throughout the galaxy was through force, whether through mass arrests, aerial bombardments, or aggressive stormtrooper patrols. The Empire kept its citizens in a constant state of fear. But naturally, some refused to back down. Whenever Palpatine unjustly arrested, harassed, or killed a sentient, there was always a chance that their son, daughter, mother, or father would seek revenge. Their desire for vengeance would lead them to Bail Organa, or other rebel leaders, as they eventually formally enlisted in the rebellion. But, as you know by now, the Separatists were a bit different. They were motivated by a desire to escape a centralized government, and the tactics that the Separatist forces under Count Dooku used were, even by rebel standards, savage. Throughout the years that preceded the First Battle of Yavin, Separatist forces found themselves sharing supplies, intel, and even battlefields alongside younger generations of rebels. And even though the rebel forces benefited from the logistical... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass superiority that Separatist holdouts possessed, they couldn't help but feel a bit uncomfortable fighting on the same team, just as we saw in Rebels. In Legends, the fate of the Separatist holdout was even more complex. Former Seps and leaders, or even former Republic senators, would often run off with an army of battle droids and turn them against Palpatine's new regime. Vader himself regularly led campaigns like the one on Ostor, in order to sever the still-powerful Separatist's holdouts. But even the powerful Sith Lord, Vader himself, couldn't put an end to all of them. After the rebellion officially declared itself, the surviving Separatists, like General Horn and Bejean's squadron, who joined ranks with Organa's organization, in the end, they melted into rebel forces and eventually survived long enough to see the Empire fall. In the aftermath, some continued to fight against the New Republic for independence, while others, impressed by General Leia's acumen, decided to give the new government a shot. Hope you guys enjoyed today's video, which was mostly canon. I'll see you all in the next one. Leave a like here if you enjoyed it. Catch me on Spotify. Until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you always.